0: Good, good, good. I want to say good morning to uh, the people out in Meteor Land. Glad for you all to be here to join us this morning. And I want to say good morning to everyone that's here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would turn with me to the book of Mark, how many of us know that there are people that the devil fear. You know? Now, Christ says that uh, these people have some traits, some characteristics that we'll know them by. And the devil already knows them. That's why he shuns them, you know? And then Mark chapter 16 beginning at the 17th verse Christ is speaking here and he says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and drink and if and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover you know now Satan knows this about certain people in the world you know but Christ says that you got to be a believer you have to be a believer And not only a believer, you have to believe in him. You have to believe in the Father, you know. And you have to have a communication with him in order to have this, this status, you know. In other words, we just can't say that I believe and that's it. We have to do some work. We have to do some work. We have to put something in it. And believe me, the devil will show you. If you don't believe that, just go with me to the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter. See, because when Satan sees people like this, he tries to manipulate them in any way he can. You know, but he's not going to lay his hands on you because God hasn't given him permission to lay his hands on you but he will try to manipulate you uh, in a way that if you're weak enough and you're not in the hands of the lord you will fall victim and i got i got to agree to that because i was one of his victims you know i don't choose to be one today but um amen You know, in the book of Matthew, beginning at the uh, uh, chapter 4, beginning at the 8th verse, it says, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him, talking about Christ, all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all these things i will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me and christ said get thee hence satan for it is written thou shalt worship the lord thy god and him only shalt thou serve you see if it wasn't for if satan didn't have this power he couldn't say that to christ See the world, the kingdoms of this world Satan has control over, and he can give it to wh- whoever he pleases. And this is what he tried to offer Christ at Christ's weakest point. Christ had went 40 days and 40 nights without any food or water, and Satan waited all that time, in order to pounce on him. And like a roaring lion, when he saw that Christ was at his weakest or what he thought was at his weakest, he pounced on him and offered him these things because he had tried several other things and it didn't work. So he's going to try offering him all the kingdoms because he have it to give. Now, if he had offered me that, maybe I would have taken it. I don't know. But today it's a little different. All right. But Christ turned him down. And there was nothing else Satan could do, so Satan had to leave him. But look at what he did to Job. And one day, he took all of Job's children He took his wealth and he took his health all in one day to destroy this man, to get him to come over to him. You know, I don't think I could have taken that. I don't think I, I know I'm not strong enough to be able to stand the woes of the devil. He's a very powerful being on this planet. When he attacked Job and his friends told him, his wife first told him to to curse God and to die. But he didn't. His friends thought that maybe he had committed some type of a sin that he couldn't be forgiven for. That he lost all of this. But that wasn't the case. The devil had asked permission. To attack, to attack Job. And God allowed him. This, this is how much faith God had in Job. He had that much faith. That Job wouldn't submit to Satan's command. And I tell you, that's, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. To lose everything you have, I mean, because Satan, this is how he comes at you. He comes to destroy whatever... You have in order to get you where he wants you. He attacked his his family. He attacked his wealth. And he took the man's health. But the man still didn't give in to him. And you know, when he got through that, I don't know how long it took him to get through it. But God gave it all back to him and double, double the amount. He gave him double the amount. I don't know about you, but I just don't think I have that kind of strength. You know, I don't think I have that kind of strength to be able to stand. Now, I know the devil can come at you because he has came at me over my years, over the years. He has came and won and won, you know, and I struggled with this man for years, but now I see him for who he really is. I see him for who he really is, and I don't give in to him, you know um. In Timothy, I believe, that's where I want to go, Second Timothy. I had to learn how to do some work, you know, in order to get to where I am now, you know. And it tells me in Timothy chapter 3, Beginning at verse 16, it says all scripture, I had to come to understand this, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. See, I had to be corrected in some things. You know. But I didn't know who to go for because I couldn't stand on my own. I could not stand on my own and expect this to happen overnight for me. I had to to go somewhere to find out about this kind of information to give me the strength to stand on today. And it was coming into the house of the Lord to where I began to hear what I needed to hear. And like in this scripture, it tells me that it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof and correction, because I needed a whole lot of correction. I needed instruction for righteousness. I had to learn how to turn my life around. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, in all good works. See, I had to turn my life around so that I could be a better person. You know, I had to learn some things, but I had to go to school. And the school I came to was church. This is where I had to learn this at. I couldn't get this out on the streets because I got a whole bunch of stuff out there. Stuff you wouldn't even want to know. I learned a whole lot of things out there. But I had to learn how to turn all that around and let it go. I had to let it go. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. In Romans chapter 8. This is what I had to come to believe. Beginning at the 38th verse, for I am persuaded today, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. See, I didn't know I had that all along. I didn't know that I had the love of God all my life. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I started to study. And then I began to see these things. But it just doesn't mean that studying I had to do some things I had to get busy not only just read I had to incorporate this stuff into my life that make that change turn my life completely around to believe that the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord is with me Somebody told me earlier the week that he was with me, (laughs) and they're here today. Amen. It's about change. It's about change. And if I'm not changing, then I'm stagnated. I'm straddled a fence. And if I'm straddled a fence, I'm neither going forward or back. I'm just stuck, and I refuse to be stuck today. I refuse that. I'm going to skip over to Psalms 1, because this is what I had to get away from. It tells me in the book of Psalms, chapter 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I did that all my life. Walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. That was a big one. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But delighteth in the law of the Lord, and in the Lord does he meditate day and night. This is what I had to learn. I had to learn how to pray. I had to learn how to get down on my knees, repent, and learn how to talk to him like I'm talking to you. I had to learn how to hear his voice because i could hear my own voice and i could be fooled by that you know or i could hear the voice of something else and it could take me somewhere else see because i wanted to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in its season his leaves shall never never wither And without, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. I wanted to be able to have to do these things, but rightfully. I didn't want to be a hypocrite anymore. I wanted to change. And that's what I'm doing. But I had to learn something that I didn't know that worked against me. And how many of us know that the heart is deceitful? The heart is very deceitful. And see, Satan knows this. He knows how deceitful the heart is. But if we don't know this, that's a tool he'll use against us. And I mean, it's a strong tool. Why? Because it's built within us. It's built within us. So however I think it, Satan knows how to manipulate it and play on it. And he does a very good job, a very good job. It's like night and day. I don't think the man sleep. I think when we all sleep, he's sitting right beside us. Or he has one of his demons sitting right beside us. To listen to our every breath that we breathe. And at the same token is trying to manipulate us in such a way that it might come through a dream. Or we might get up thinking that maybe I should do this today or do that today. But Satan will manipulate you if you allow him. And that's because the heart is deceitful. A lot of us think that um, you know we hear those sayings saying, "Follow your heart, you know, follow your heart. everything is going to be all right. you know don't fo- don't follow a trend, just believe, follow your heart. you're going to be okay. But the Bible tells me in Jeremiah. 17, verse 9, it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It says who can know it? I don't know how you think. All I know is how I can think. And sometimes my thinking ain't too good. <laughs> it can be well off. And I look at it and I say, well, I'm only a human being. Time to go to work. Thank you. Time to go to work. Because once you realize that your thinking is warped, then it's time to do something about it. And the only way we can do something about it is to get on our knees and pray and get into this book and find out what the Lord did about it. And how he operated. And as we, as we just read, it's time to study. It's time to pray. You know, because the world ain't getting no better. You know, things are getting crazy out here now. I mean, showing up, showing up crazy. And if if you're a part of it, God forgive you. But if you're trying to change, I'm saying God be with you. Because I tell you, you know, it's like each day that I get up now, it's like, am I going to make it through today? You know, because each time we come out of the door, we don't know whether we're going to make it back. You know, we don't even know if we're going to survive in our own house. You know. Amen. Amen. You know, I pray that you've gotten something out of it. I know it's short, (laughs) but I pray that you've gotten something out of this message. And like I always say, when I'm I'm doing it on Wednesday, is revisit and let me know what you think. Come back and let me know what you've learned. Give me some information. Give me something to stand on. And I want to thank everybody for listening this morning.